when I was born, my, my mum and dad didn't have their own house. So we lived with my Auntie Beth and she lives in Fingless West. And then we were lucky enough to get a council house when I was one and a half and we got our own home um, in Ballymun. Between primary school and secondary school, uh, we moved into our house in the very posh Glasnevin North, uh, which is actually Fingless East. But when they renamed Ballymun Avenue, um, it became Glasnevin North for all those posh people that wanted to live up there. But I had great friends. We lived in a uh, kind of a cul-de-sac in Ballymun and I had great friends. A lorry load of us, all of our, obviously our own age. And we used to play the normal games of chasing and kick the can and rounders. And there was a roundabout at the end of our estate and we'd spend hours going around on our bicycles when we got bicycles. And, you know, but we had great fond memories of there. And I left um, when I was 12, nearly 13, absolutely heartbroken, even though I was only moving across a very large field. I was heartbroken because I was never going to see my friends again, you know. And everybody assured you at the time, don't be daft, of course you can, you can go back. But obviously you don't go back, you do for a little while and, you know, then you kind of get settled into your new home and you make new friends. I suppose because I was insecure, you're always trying to be a little bit different when you're a teenager. And so I'd actively go out and try and find bands that weren't written on anybody else's school bag you know that sounds a bit lame but that's how I discovered the Blue Nile they're from Scotland they're from Glasgow Um, they're actually a reclusive bunch of lads um, that were quite perfectionist in the creation of their music and um, this song again hugely reminds me of my late teens Um, and again you know they're repetitive playing it over and over and over in your bedroom big little brother, Andrew. He's 11 and a half years younger than me. Um, and I think lots of people at the time told Mam that when he was born, God sure it was an awful pity because of the huge age gap that we wouldn't be close. But when Andrew came along, I was only 11 and a half, so I was probably still playing with dolls, you know what I mean? So it was like having my own real live, you know, baby. I could mind him. And that lasted um, for probably a couple of years until I discovered fellas and number two, probably having a pesky three or four year old hanging out of your leg wasn't exactly very cool. So I think there was a period there for a few years where when I was doing my growing up, he was left off and found his own friends on the street, you know, but he was a gorgeous child um, and he's recently moved. Now he's just got engaged and is getting married this year. So he's recently moved up to Monaghan and that's a strange dynamic because I was always used to having him around the corner, but we're very close, even though there's such an age gap between the two of us. I worked for an IT distribution company. I was working for the Horizon Group and uh, Declan worked for one of the resellers and we met at a function and I can remember the first time I met him he um, Declan was a huge cyclist fanatic and he was describing um, how he was shaving his legs to a group of girls that were with us and I can remember thinking holy god he's such a plunker but obviously that didn't last long because a while later um, we'd met again and actually I was the one that asked him out 
and I took three attempts because uh, he kept saying no but I obviously wasn't giving up and so that's how that started and I think we weren't even going out with each other for very long before we decided we were getting married and then probably a year later, a year and a half later we actually got married. I'd be very easy going and relaxed because I wasn't the type of person that had mad plans. I didn't have a folder or a file for my wedding. You know, my mom made my dress, Declan's aunt did the flowers. Sure, there was a lady coming to sing at the church and I didn't even know who she was. She was a friend of Declan's mom. I didn't even know what she was going to sing, but sure, she sang lovely and she was great and it was grand. And We got married the day after Stevens' day, so we had no cake. We had a big pudding and the chef came out and he toasted with the bagpipe player and they had a whiskey and they set fire to the pudding like it was all very relaxed and easy going but it was mighty crack and the song for the day actually was it's a perfect day and I didn't pick it the DJ just kept playing it but actually that's the, the, the solemn memory that I have in my head of that he played that song over and over again and so every time I hear that on the radio now that gives me lovely fond memories of the great day we had just a perfect day drink sangria in the and then later, when it gets dark, we go home. Just a perfect day. Feed animals in the zoo. Then later, a movie too, and then home. We discovered that we were having a baby. Um, we brought my mom and dad and Declan's mom and dad over to the house and I had bought two little pairs of boots in mother care, a pair of blue pair and a pink pair and I had wrapped each of the set of boots in a little wrapping paper and when they arrived um, we gave each mom uh, a little present and they opened it and that's how we told them that we were pregnant so it all sounds a bit twee now actually but uh, Jack is 13 he's very thoughtful and considering and he's extremely loving like he's a really and he still is gives you the hug and the kiss going to bed at night time which is you know sometimes for young boys it's not cool to do but no he's a great kid he really is Grace is 11 uh, she's nearly 12 uh, Ryan is 9 and then Kate our baby um, is 6 and she's probably more mature than a lot of them put together unfortunately in some ways um, Grace is a beautiful girl she's a beautiful child she's apart from Physically, she's extremely pretty, but she's a beautiful personality. She's really kind and soft and sensitive, and she's the doer in the family. And if anybody's having a row, she's the one that brings everybody back together, you know. And she keeps her room clean without even having to be asked, you know. She's nearly like a model, a model child. Whereas Ryan's room is like a bomb hit, it. and great, uh, Kate's room is like a bomb hit. It. So they're obviously the normal ones, but look, they're all lovely. I have, I'm completely blessed. I have four beautiful children, and they've got beautiful, wonderful personalities and, you know, it's good to be around them. I don't regret anything that I've ever done, but I do regret one thing that I haven't done. And actually, we laugh about this more because there is a chip on my shoulder about this. Um, I went to college and after first year I dropped out. And actually, and it didn't bother me in the slightest of the time. I couldn't wait to get to work. I was keen as mustard. I wanted to earn money and get involved. But there's a little niggle little voice in the back of my head that says, because I don't have that piece of paper that says I'm smart, that means I'm not smart. And so when I grow up, uh, and when I retire, maybe I'm going to go to college um, and actually fix that. David Bowie, yeah, I just really, really loved him. And not just some of the stuff, most of his stuff I love. Now, the latest album probably is a little bit, maybe that's just because I'm older. But David Bowie, when I'm thinking about classic songs in my teenage years, um, changes would have been played hundreds and hundreds of times in my bedroom. So it was a big thing for me. Still don't know what I was waiting for. And my time was 
running wild a million dead end streets and every time I thought I got it made it seemed the taste was not so sweet so I turned myself to face me but I've never caught a glimpse how the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test Ch-ch-ch-change it Turn and face the strange Ch-ch-change it Don't wanna be a richer man Never leave the stream of warm and permanent sand So the days float through my eyes But still the days seem the same And these children that you spit on as they Try to change their worlds Are immune to your consultations They're quite aware of what they're going through Straight. 